You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to you, everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning there, my friend. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing this morning? Oh, boy, it's a daily struggle, man. It's I'm just I'm trying to hang in there over here. How about yourself? We all are trying to hang in and make the most of every single day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here it is. It's Columbus Day weekend. It's, uh, you know, we're well into the fall. You know, things are going well so far, you know, um, you know. Just, uh, is there a particular time of season that uh, you have more mortgages? People come and contact you more uh, often? It's, it's is... a, I'd say it's been slowing down a little bit, which is normal at the end of the summer going into the fall and winter. You know, a lot of people have just finished their vacationing, getting mm-hmm. the kids back to school, that sort of thing. So buying a home or refinancing a lot of the time does go on the back burner till next year. Um, I will say that, There's a lot, as we've talked about, opportunities right now, more than there have been in the past. And it's one thing to talk about it. We've had many shows talking about refinance and pull equity and do all this. And that's great. Some people do it. Some people don't. What I really wanted to tackle, though, was over the last couple of months with the surge in home values, with the record low rates, I want to show you some real stories from real people right here in Connecticut everyday Joes, families, single people that have actually done something about it. They've seized the opportunities Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways and really changed their financial circumstance. In some cases, completely changed their family's trajectory financially for decades. You're talking about what, like refinancing, right? Yes, refinancing is what I want to hone in on because everyone knows I'm going to use a mortgage to buy a house and that's where it ends. We've talked about strategies. I want to show you these strategies in play in real life right now. How soon can someone refinance after buying a home? So, I mean, the answer is there. there is no right answer to that. You could refinance the day after you buy your home. Is that realistic? Does it make sense? Probably not, unless you got completely gouged on your mortgage or something changed drastically. You're normally going to want to wait at least six months after purchasing to start looking at refinancing options, I think. And there's a couple different reasons why, but I know we're limited on time, so I think the main thing that I want to hone in on here is that it takes six months for any real changes to happen. If you never had a mortgage before, it's going to take a few months for that to really hit your credit and start helping your credit build. If you bought that home six months ago or eight months ago, it's going to take time for the value to start going up. I mean, it's not like you buy a home in January and then in February, the value went up 20%. Does that happen? Yes but it's normally a more gradual thing. So I think that six month time frame is really the first opportunity. That's when I start looking with my clients that have okay. bought or gotten a new mortgage right. at a potential option. Um, I want to talk about HomeBot real quick because I know we've discussed it on other programs. I remember that. Yeah. And HomeBot, every one of my clients gets in there 
and it's automatic. So you're going to start getting notifications monthly after you buy your home as to what's going on with the value. Are there opportunities to refinance? What's going on with rates? Is there a way you could save money on your loan? So even if we're not talking every month or every week, you're still going to get that monthly report. So that's been a huge value add for my clients just to keep you on the cutting edge. Very nice. So how much money can be saved by removing PMI or, or mortgage insurance? A lot of money can be saved. Many times hundreds of dollars a month. I'll tell you some examples here of that in a second. But I think an important thing to mention here is why is PMI on there in the first place? The reason that these P, this PMI or private mortgage insurance is on your loan, and you could have a conventional mortgage or an FHA loan. And if you put a low down payment, it's going to typically have that. When I say low down payment on a conventional mortgage, if you put less than 20% down, in almost all cases, you're going to have that PMI private mortgage insurance. I've seen it as little as $40, $50 a month and as much as two, three hundred or more dollars a month. It has to do with the size of the loan that you're getting on how that's calculated. So that's why it's on there is because there wasn't much equity in the home when you bought it in most cases. Now, FHA loans, as we've discussed, those have PMI no matter what. Even if you put down more than 20%, those are going to have the PMI. However, for the purposes of our conversation today, let's just assume that most of the people, the majority, put a low down payment. So why is refinancing the best way to get rid of PMI? Because there are other ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could sit back and just wait for it to get removed. The issue is that if you wait for the servicer to remove it, you could be waiting for many, many years. You'll want to read your mortgage note and your contract and talk to your loan servicer about the circumstance that they'll remove PMI. But most of the time, you're at their mercy. You have to follow very specific criteria, and it can take a long time. So what I've done is my clients that bought almost every single one that bought in 2019 or 2020 has already refinanced at least once because the home values have gone up so much. So now they went from putting three or three and a half or five percent down to a year, year and a half later, they've got over 20 percent equity. Why? How? Because that's the market that we're in. If you just sat back and did nothing and didn't have someone advising you on this, you'd think there's no way I have that equity in the home. I know home values have gone up, but not that much. Absolutely, that's not the case. Let me tell you about a young couple I work with in Southington. I helped them buy their home a year ago and they put the three and a half percent down. They had good credit, not great, had a good amount of debt and they got their first home. Now, they used an FHA loan at that time. It was the best loan for their needs, and they put that low down payment. But what we found is, looking at their scenario now, one year later, their annual review, their credit had shot up, both of them, by over 20 points. Their debt to income went down. Over the last year, they've been fortunate. They've been able to pay down some of their debt. And we were able to convert them over just one year later to, to a conventional mortgage, drop their PMI, drop their interest rate, and they saved $172 a month by doing that one year later. And they said to me, Rob, there's no way that can't be. And it did happen. Another one I'll tell you is a single gentleman. He bought a two family house, lives in one unit, rents the other out in Southbury. He had bought a house right before the pandemic with a low down payment. Like we've talked about, FHA is almost always the best loan for a multifamily that you're going to live in. And we converted him over to a conventional loan. Now, after one year, he has 25% equity in his home. He only had 3.5% equity when he bought it. Now he's got 25% equity in his home. We dropped his rate. We got rid of the PMI. His total mortgage payment went down over $200 a month. And now... 
like we've talked about in previous episodes, what are you going to do when you save that money? He's now putting all that money in his 401k. He said, Rob, I slacked a little when it came to my retirement. I've been putting money in, but not as much. He's taken all the money he's saving and he added that to his 401k contribution. Now he's going to have tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement. And the last story I'll tell you about a client that got rid of their PMI was a client that I worked with that didn't have great credit when we worked with them about a year and a half ago. Um, we had to get rid of a bunch of debt. They actually, their credit was so low, they ended up with a 5% mortgage rate, which even a year or two ago, that was a pretty high rate. Uh, we got rid of all the debt though. So now her credit went from low 600s into the mid 700s in Ooh. just a year and a half time. Wow. We dropped her rate from 5% down to 2.99%, so a full two percentage points. And um, we removed the PMI, like I said, went to conventional loan. Her payment went down just under $300 a month. And the great thing for this young or this older lady, I should say, she's retired. So she's been retired only a short time. And this extra $300 a month was a godsend for her. I mean, she's right now, just for the first time, getting in tune with a pension and social security and being on a fixed income. And this extra couple hundred a month is the difference for her of living a tight budget life and actually having some financial freedom. So hopefully that gives you some insight. Wow, it, boy, does it ever. Can you talk about those, maybe some different ways people can borrow for home improvements? Yeah, so home improvements, one of the huge reasons people are refinancing, especially recently. So I know a lot of people now are saying, well, should I do a cash out refinance or should I get a home equity line of credit? It's a normal you know, question that comes up. And because of where we're at in the economic cycle, because of where we're at with rates, I think a few years ago, a home equity line of credit was a better idea. Now I'm a little bit worried about these people that have taken these because they're adjustable rates. And as we come out of this historically low rate environment, these home equity lines of credit are going to start adjusting. So when you had a $100 payment, now it's going to go to 150 or 200. When you had a $500 payment, that may go up to 6 or 700 a month. And the issue that I have cuz I've been through one of these cycles before where the rates went up is all of a sudden when the rates start ratcheting up, Everyone that has a home equity line of credit panics and they all go to refinance at the same time because they're like, oh, my God, it went up all this amount. I can't handle it. And now you're at the mercy of the market. Now it's like whatever I can refi that into, I have to take. The rates aren't as low as they were. So that's why I personally believe that the most efficient way to borrow for home improvements when it comes to long-term strategy is definitely the cash out refinancing. couple examples of that is I had a client that uh, wanted a new pool. Okay, they had really been spending a lot of time at home like all of us. They really wanted a new pool for their kids. It's going to cost about $65,000. They just have regular jobs like anybody and didn't have any savings. How were they going to afford this pool? So they were told by the pool company that they went to to deal with one of their lenders that they had that does like personal loans um, and also, you know, maybe try their local bank. So they went in and they got immediately denied for this loan. They were told your credit's not good enough, you have too much debt, blah, blah, blah. And they were absolutely uh, devastated, you know, that this pool idea wasn't gonna come to fruition. They had told their kids about it, everyone was excited. 
So their pool company, I've actually done some other work with, came and said, you know, why don't you talk to Rob? We've done some other work with him with some other clients. And they had all this equity in their home. They had bought it like six years ago. They've never refinanced. They've done other improvements. So they had a substantial amount of equity. And we're like, we only need 65 grand. We have hundreds of thousands of equity. Why can't we get access to this? So I was able to design a mortgage strategy for them using an FHA loan because their credit was so low. And I was able to get them the $65,000 that they need. Uh, plus we paid off their vehicles. I mean, we did a lot of other things for them and their mortgage payment with everything that we did, it only went up a couple hundred dollars. Um, getting them their pool, paying off their vehicles, giving them now a rainy day fund. All of this was accomplished and the mortgage only went up a couple hundred dollars a month. A lot of people feel like when you're borrowing large sums of money, tens of thousands of dollars, oh, my mortgage is gonna go up 500 a month. I'm not gonna be able to afford that. They just don't feel like it's realistic. Don't count it out. This is why getting with a mortgage advisor when you start having these ideas is important to see how feasible it is. You know, don't prejudge. Uh, another uh, client I want to tell you about here was a young couple. They had two kids. They're in Windsor, actually, Windsor, Connecticut. And they had refinanced a couple years ago to a 20-year mortgage. I helped them with that loan. Um, their mortgage payment at that time was just over $2,100 a month. But now, COVID, things have changed. People are working from home. The kids are home more. So now they were like, we need to redo our kitchen. We want to redo our master uh, master bathroom. Uh, they needed about $50,000 to do the improvements that they wanted to do. So they came to me and said, Rob, you know, the 20-year mortgage was great, but our needs have changed. We don't want to pay the house off early. We're probably going to move in the next five years, actually. But while we're here, we want to really make this a place that we feel comfortable with over the next several years. So we reset their mortgage back to a 30-year. So we took them from the 20-year loan back to a 30-year loan. And why would we do that? Yeah. Well, paying off the house early wasn't a priority. Lower payment. Because by doing that $50,000 in cash out, their mortgage actually went down $100 a month. So they were able to get the money they needed and didn't break the bank. They're actually saving money every month because they want to sell the house. They know that's in the future. So why care about paying all this extra on the mortgage, right? Their priorities had changed. The mortgage needs to change when your priorities change. You can't use the loan from when you bought the house when things have changed over the last several years that you've lived there. Last example I'll give on that is a client I just closed uh, last week in Hartford. They had started a home edition last year and I helped them get some money for that. But the project went well over budget, as happened so many times, and they were tapped out. Uh, they didn't have any other savings or anywhere else. But again, they saw all this equity in their home just sitting there. So they came to me. We did a cash out refinance to get them the extra 20000 that they needed to finish this edition. And their mortgage payment only went up $100 a month for $20,000. So very, very affordable. And hopefully now you're starting to see the idea of why these cash out refinancings for home improvements, they can be literally like hitting a jackpot. Wow. Oh my goodness. Now what about, um, maybe how about re re refinancing an investment property to cash out equity? That's a really common strategy right now. A lot of my real estate investors are using because right. they're thinking ahead, seeing opportunities, seeing the values go up. They want to expand their portfolios, but like most of us, they don't have a hundred grand sitting in a bank account or fifty thousand ready to go in savings to buy their next home. So, uh, one gentleman he he found me online actually off of YouTube and contacted me and said, "Rob, I want to buy another property. I have a portfolio of homes. I haven't refinanced them in years. I've been busy with my day." 
job and family, but I want to get positioned to buy another property. So this gentleman had 20 years left on his 30-year mortgage, tons of equity built up, and we had to look at everything to see where would be the best fit. He had a bunch of properties. So which one should we refinance or should we do several of them? So I said to him, let's do one at a time. Mm -hmm. Let's get that relationship going, mm -hmm. make sure that we work well together. So what we were able to do is we strategically picked one of the properties. It was not his first choice, but it was the one that was gonna get him the best mortgage, the lowest interest rate for his needs, and get him the most amount of equity that he was looking for. So we cashed out $55,000. We actually lowered his rate significantly because he was still paying the same mortgage rate from 10 years ago. Would you believe after 10 years, he'd never refinanced? And this is a gentleman that has like seven or eight properties. You would think someone with that yeah. sort of real estate investing experience would know, but he said, Rob, I had such a bad experience when I did these last mortgages that I was gun shy. I found you online. I saw your reputation and reviews and you're the guy for the job. Can you help me? And we you know, outline this entire mortgage strategy for him. So now he's got the 55,000 to put down on the next property. I've pre-approved him for the next house. And now he's expanding his portfolio using none of his own money. We're just using the money that we're leveraging from the property. And we're actually able to now refi some of his other homes. So this is a gentleman that's over the next year or two, he's going to buy multitudes of additional properties using the equity that's been built up in his homes that his tenants have been paying the mortgage. So would you believe for that extra $55,000, his payment only went up 170 bucks a month. That's it. And now he has the opportunity to buy his next investment property. So hopefully that really shows you the opportunity that's here. And even somebody that's astute, that's got a lot of experience, can still be gun shy, can still not be doing all the right things, and still needs a mortgage advisor to really guide them on this path. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. He can be contacted at 860-413-3938. Again, that's 860 413 3938. I'll repeat that number more towards the end of the show. Now, what if someone had, oh, I don't know, let's say, you know, they had low credit before and, and now has better credit. Is there a benefit to refinancing yet again? This is a really common question. Mm. And the answer is, in almost all cases, it makes sense to at least look and analyze whether it makes sense to refi again. Talk to a mortgage advisor that can really hone in on what it's going to save you if you refinance again. So there can be huge benefits, as you've been hearing from some of the stories we've been talking about. If you had lower credit when you did your last loan, you might have been put in an FHA loan. Now you can switch to a conventional loan. Maybe you had a high debt to income ratio and you didn't qualify at that time for this conventional program, but now you've paid down some of your debt, your score has gone up. Now you qualify. This one size fits all approach or the approach of I'm going to take a mortgage and just pay it off. That was the mentality when our parents and grandparents uh, were doing mortgages and buying real estate. I mean, the economy's changed. Technology's changed. You need to embrace it and realize that getting a mortgage now can be very simple if you're dealing with the right company and the right person. Don't be gun shy about looking at your options. In a lot of cases, you'll find the savings is way more than you may have even ever expected when it comes to getting that new loan. So what you really want to do is 
explore the options with your advisor as soon as you see your credit score shoot up. Typically, if you did a refi, that'll be after just a couple months of doing that refinance. Go back to the advisor that you worked with before if you had a good experience and get that game plan in place. Like we mentioned earlier, usually it's around a six to eight month time frame after you do one mortgage before it really makes sense to do the next one. So you may be wondering, well, how do I know if my credit scores jumped up? Because a lot of these sites are wrong or a lot of the things you get in the mail with your credit are not the same score a mortgage lender is going to use. So what I recommend is you use a site like a Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, or the uh, Capital One Credit Wise program that they give you for free if you're a cardholder. Any of those are good to see if is your score going up or is it going down? The actual score, I'm not really too concerned with because your mortgage lender is going to pull a different score. I can guarantee it's not going to be the same. But if last month it said your score was a 680 and this month it says it's a 740, well, then there's a really good indication there that your credit scores have gone up. That's when you want to spur into action, talk to a trusted lender, have them run your credit and see what type of opportunities are available to you. Um, so I think that that's really important because a lot of people, they're just shooting in the dark and they don't know where to go what about debt consolidation can you show some maybe can you show some examples of of that yeah so debt consolidation refinancing is one of my favorite strategies i know we've extensively gone into depth on that on some other episodes here mm -hmm. um before i dive into some stories i want to also tackle why a mortgage debt consolidation refinancing is a better strategy than a personal loan especially if you have bad or low credit so the reason why a mortgage refinance with debt consolidation is going to be a better strategy than a personal loan is, first of all, a lot of these personal loans, you have to have good credit in order to get the loan. So if you've maxed out your cards or you're close, maybe your credit score is in the low to mid 600s, there's very few, if any, of these personal loan companies that are going to even give you a loan. Next thing is a lot of the personal loans are capped. They have maximums. I've seen it anywhere from 15000 to 25000 on the low end. Mm -hmm. And on the high end, I've seen them up to maybe thirty-five or 40000 Well, what if you have 80000 or 70000 in debt that you want to consolidate? You're not going to be able to accomplish that through a personal loan. A mortgage refinancing strategy, on the other hand, with debt consolidation, at least I can get many of my clients approved, some programs down to a 580 score and others a 620 credit score. So you don't need great credit to be able to actually get a debt consolidation refinance done. And the last point on that is going to be flexibility. A mortgage refinancing strategy dealing with the right advisor and company, they're going to be able to really customize that plan to you. We can offer loans from 10 years all the way to 30 years and anywhere in between. Whereas a personal loan, you might only be able to get a loan for three or five years. That's very common. The most I've seen is seven years. So how does this actually come into play in real world examples? Mm -hmm. So I had a, a young couple that came to me from Newington, actually. They had racked up 16000 in credit card debt. They needed money because they have a wedding coming up. Okay, They've had this wedding planned for a while and they just haven't had the money to be able to uh, have their dream really come to fruition. So I had been talking with them for a while, actually, for like five, six months, and they weren't ready. They had a lot going on. They were not ready to refinance immediately, but they saw the rates starting to tick up. They saw their home value going through the roof. They contacted me and said, Rob, we are ready to go now. So what we were able to do for them was, if you're hearing a... Uh, a theme, we converted them from an FHA loan over to a conventional. They had used that loan to buy their house. We dropped their interest rate by one and a half percent on the mortgage. We paid off all of their credit card debt. They had accumulated some during the pandemic. And we handed them $11,000 at closing and cash out that they are now going to use 
for their upcoming wedding. So we accomplish all of these goals. You see, it's multiple goals in one transaction and their actual mortgage payment, the most exciting part is it went down by $200 a month. Just their mortgage alone went down by that much. So their total savings, when we factored in all the credit card debt we were paying off, everything we were doing, $989 per month in savings. For a young couple about to get married, that's the equivalent of hitting the lottery. Wow. Okay, so that was a great one. Another one is a single dad from New Britain. I helped him buy a home back in 2009 in New Britain and his home, he hadn't been able to refinance in many, many years because he bought towards the top of the market. There were many times where he owed more on the house than it was worth. He was able to fi find a credit union about a year and a half ago that gave him a second mortgage against the home for $30,000 to consolidate debt. and. You know, he called me at the time and said, I'm so excited about this. And I said, that's fine. But, you know, you're really tying your hands with future refinancing opportunities by taking that second mortgage. He got lucky with the home values going up so much that we were able to actually refinance him, take the second mortgage with the first mortgage, consolidated it into one loan. The second mortgage was at almost 6% interest. So we got rid of that. And we had been looking at his equity like, every couple months for the last several, really the last year, um, but we've really honed in over like the last three or four months. We had been looking and saying, what's going on in your area? And I was like, look, just wait. The end of the summer, it's going to be the right time. All these homes are going to keep going up. This is the hot time of year. Mm -hmm. He took my advice. We had his home appraised just a few weeks ago. And he now, even after consolidating the second mortgage, all the closing costs, everything, he's got 30% equity in the home after wow. all this. The home appraisal came in way beyond our wildest dreams. We consolidated that second mortgage, handed him 8000 in cash so he could finish up redoing his basement and his total savings is $550 a month. Unreal for a single dad in the state of Connecticut coming out of everything we've all gone through. It's like, again, it's a godsend. All the more the reason to come and talk to you and why a mortgage advisor is is so important to have. I couldn't even imagine going through this process without you. Let me just ask one final question. Um why does debt consolidation refinancing, it kind of gets a bad rap. Why is that? It does. It does. I think that the, the main reason why it gets a bad rap is because the normal consumer out there says, well, I have a credit card at such and such a rate, but that credit card is finite. It's only going to be here for a year or two, they think, right? Why am I going to put that on a mortgage that could last 20 or 30 years? That doesn't make sense. Same thing with an auto loan. My auto loan, I only have four years left or five years left. Why am I going to roll that into a mortgage that's 20 or 30 years? And I think on the surface, if all you do is a regular debt consolidation with no long-term strategy, there's an argument that those are valid points, right? Why are you taking short-term debt and turning it into long-term? But what about the other side of it? What if you took the money that you were saving by consolidating your debt and you turbocharge your retirement? What if you use that money to pay your house off early? Then we can take a 30-year mortgage and pay it off in seven to 10 years. Now it's not a bad idea. So I think it's not a matter of if a debt consolidation is a good idea or not. It's more a matter of what is your strategy with the debt consolidation? What are you doing with the savings? And the people that actually have that mentality that it's bad is because they probably just let the money evaporate. But if you begin with the end in mind, deal with the right advisor, get your long-term financial plan 
plans in play with that mortgage strategy, now you're starting to see we can fix your retirement, we can fix your savings and everything above. Very interesting. See, I'm glad I asked you that question. I mean, you explained both sides of that coin. Folks, uh, if you like what you've just heard, you know, uh, we want you to tune in every Saturday morning at this time. Also, check them out online on the website. It's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Connecticut is spelled out. ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. If you've got a question that you'd like to have answered uh, right on these very airwaves, hey, maybe as soon as even next weekend, uh, next Saturday morning, I could be reading your question. Simply email Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. If you'd like to schedule an appointment with Rob Weinberg, that's easy to do as well. Give him a call at 860-413-3938. Again, that's 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thanks so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.